Hi there, and welcome to episode 31 of the Mother of Success podcast. I am your host, Heather Hennessy of Heather Hennessy Life Coaching, and I am so glad that you are with me for today's episode. This podcast is for working women who are new mothers. I am going to start by asking you to breathe with me. Whatever you are doing right now, take six deep breaths with me in through your nose and out through your mouth. Today, we are talking about the next level. So fun. This one is much anticipated. I have been working up to this episode for a few episodes now. Now, for the for my listeners who are working through this process with me in real time, This episode is number 17 in my ongoing series where I am teaching my schedule simplicity solution for new working mothers. If you happen to be brand new, if this is your first episode with me, welcome. But please know that this discussion will make a lot more sense if you go back and listen to this series from the beginning, which is episode 16 of the podcast. So the next level, what are we assuming at this point, right? Here we are. Let's recap how we got here. You have gone to my website and gotten the download of my schedule simplicity solution for new working mothers. You have listened to the podcast episodes starting back at episode 16. You have done the work. And after last week's episode about troubleshooting, maybe you devoted some time to working through the parts of this process that are really challenging you at the moment. Or maybe you have uh, approached me and you are one of the lovely people who has joined my one-on-one coaching program. At this point in your journey, you are in a position where you are really nailing the four basics of my system, right? You are sleeping, you are caring for yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally, You are caring for your baby and you are generating income on a predictable basis. And you have incorporated the other parts of your life that fall outside of those four basics. That's the process that I discussed in episodes 28 and 29. Then you worked through your troubleshooting either on your own or you realized that working with me was your path forward after you listen to episode 30, so you are now my actual client. That's fantastic. This, the, the process for you so far, this is your baseline schedule. The byproducts are of those, of that baseline schedule, right? Like you've got the baseline schedule and then you've got the byproducts of that schedule. You are more rested. Your anxiety levels have dropped. If you were having panic attacks, maybe you're having fewer panic attacks. If you were experiencing a lot of guilt and you felt like your baby and your career were in sort of a tug of war, maybe you have put down the rope of that tug of war, right? Whatever measurable improvements you were looking for as you entered this process, as you got your schedule more and more dialed in, you recognized more and more benefits to yourself. 
Now, quite frankly, (laughs) what I have worked you through up until this point and the baseline schedule that you have established for yourself, this is more or less your baseline schedule as a working mother forever. (laughs) What? That sounds crazy, I know, but I am serious. I am looking at my own life and the lives of my clients and the lives of the working mothers in my world And that is the truth. This that you have established for yourself up to this point, this is your baseline schedule as a working mother forever. The specific requirements under each of the categories are going to adjust and change over time, like no doubt. But the basic framework is the same. So what do I mean by the categories, um, the requirements under each of the categories, right? You currently might have a two-month-old and that two-month-old is sleeping, you know, some number of hours or not sleeping some number of hours. But as your baby ages and your baby spends more time sleeping, then you will spend more time sleeping, right? Your two-month-old is going to become a four-month-old, is going to become a six-month-old, is going to become a two-year-old, right? Like, And as that changes, your uh, kind of the mechanics of how you interact with your child are going to evolve. Same thing in your career, right? Like currently you might have a position where, you know, somebody else is responsible for setting your hours at work, but maybe you get a promotion and you get some more responsibility and you get some more autonomy about your working hours. So then your choice of when to schedule your income generation, you get more choices and maybe you make some different choices, but it's still those four basics plus your, you know, other components of your life. Like I talked about in episodes 28 and 29, kind of moving together as a unified whole under this baseline schedule. So, and I will give you some examples of my own, right? Like during the pandemic and all the upheaval over the past year, I went back to my four basics and my baseline schedule over and over again. Not since my earliest days of new motherhood when I first invented this system, Not since then have I actually relied upon it so often, right? And I'm not mothering a tiny baby at this point, but I have the benefit of this system and the knowledge of this scheduling tool. I have it at my disposal all the time. And I just watched myself over and over again while we coped with daycare closures. We had some uh, family members who got sick, we had a death in the family. And I also watched the upheavals of our society, the, you know, situations that were, you know, really drawing into the public racial injustice. We had income losses as a family, we had all of the same things that our larger society coped with in the past, you know, year or 13 months, they all happened in our family and in our household. And every time that we had a situation arise, I could fall back on my baseline schedule. It was like a safe place for me to go. And it just really provided me with a lot of stability and comfort in this situations of upheaval and grief and sorrow and loss. It was like a constant source of comfort for me. 
So sleeping and caring for myself and, you know, caring for my child and my family and earning income, all of those, when they were reestablished by me in these periods of upheaval, right, I would sort of fall back into my baseline schedule and get them going for me in a way that was uh, workable and integrated. And then once I had kind of found my footing again, then I would expand from my baseline out beyond my four basics. I would, you know, put what I, you know, had kind of let fall to the back burner, right? Items from my B list or anything else that I had temporarily set aside during my phase of adjustment. Once I found stability again, I would bring all those things back. So at this point, I've been using my system and teaching it. And I have a practice that really serves me. And it the rhythm of it goes like this, I have a schedule that's going right some, you know, something that I would label as being normal for me. And then I face a challenge. I strip down my schedule to the baseline. I adjust to the challenge. And then I expand out again from my baseline. Now, over time, you are going to develop the same practice in your own life. Sometimes after an adjustment, that that baseline that you return to looks the same as it did before, right? And you can, you know, you can imagine any kind of set of circumstances where that would be the case. You just kind of go through a temporary uh, adjustment and then you go back to your baseline. Sometimes you, you reinvent yourself completely, right? Something, there's some adjustment where the end product of the future looks very different from it did in the past. But the more often you do this, the better you get at the adjustment and the reinvention. Your baseline schedule becomes like home base. You know exactly where it is. You know exactly how to get there. And you can get yourself there for the relief and the safety that it provides for you. It is a place of integration of wholeness, of stability, and of predictability. Your intentional creation of this baseline schedule for yourself is a major source of confidence for you as a working mother. Now, as you may have picked up on from the way I'm describing it, it's kind of helpful to anyone as a human being, right? Like, you get this habit of spending your time in such a way that you are providing yourself with assurance that your needs will gonna be are going to be met and that your time will be used to your highest good as you move through the world. Now, we don't do this automatically. This is the whole reason for my system, right? This is the entire reason that I have spent now 17 episodes teaching this to you. We don't do this by default. If we are not paying attention, if we are just kind of sliding from day to day to day, we are spending our time in ways that are haphazard, that are dictated to us by other people, and that do not ultimately serve us the way that we deserve. This process is where that shit stops, right? It is life-changing to establish your baseline schedule as a working mother and to own it. It is a gift that only you can give yourself. Now, for those of you who are working through this with me, I applaud you for doing the work to get to this point. This place of stability of your scheduling baseline it looks totally different than it did before your baby arrived. And I get that. You might be looking back at what your life looked like before your baby arrived. 
and you're, it's like somebody, it's like somebody put you in a cocktail shaker and shook you up and dumped you out. Oh, I have been there. That's the entire reason my system exists is because it is such a huge change. It's so profound and we're not ready for it. So again, I congratulate you and I also see you. I know that stability is not enough for you. It is not enough for us. It was not enough for me. So today we answer the big question that arises for all of us. This baseline, it is useful, it is important, and it is yours. But this is not where we stay. Notice that when I was talking about my process that I use, I face a challenge, I fall back to my baseline schedule, I adjust to my challenge, and then I expand again beyond my baseline. I'm doing that, you're doing that, we are all doing that because our human condition demands that we continue expanding, growing, evolving, and changing. Here we are today talking about the next level. Today we answer the question that is arising for you as you sit here at your baseline schedule. You're feeling better, you're sleeping a little bit more, and you are asking yourself the question, now what? All of us have an innate desire to move beyond our baseline. If you remember back in episode 28, I kind of talked about this in phases, right? So what I'm talking about is moving you into a growth phase, right? This is where you decide that you want to make intentional changes to get yourself results that you want for yourself. This is purposefully moving you toward thriving, whatever that looks like for you right now as a working mother. Naturally, when we start to feel better, this is where we turn. This is normal. It's part of the cycle of life. And I do think we have a natural drive toward improving our lives. Stability is all well and good, but it doesn't satisfy us for very long. Now, don't get me wrong. (laughs) After you welcome a new baby into your life and (laughs) you're trying to figure out working motherhood, stability feels fantastic. And, you know, once you kind of find stability, we start to think about the ways that we want to grow. And I don't think that this internal desire ever goes away. I think it stays with us throughout our lifetimes. This is a feature of the human condition. It's not a bug. And these desires and, and kind of the urge to move toward greater thriving, these can really serve as a map for us about where we want to go. So, you know, the beauty of finding your baseline is that both your time and your energy are freed up, right? Like you're devoting less time to kind of chasing your tail around and you're feeling more energy because you're caring for yourself in some of these really fundamental ways. So in my case, for those of you who have listened to the early episodes, you uh, heard me talk about how I started my scheduling journey. And then once I got my schedule sorted out, I turned to weight loss. 
And that was me doing this very like human thing that I've described. I solved for my schedule. I found my stable baseline. And then I looked around for the next thing that I wanted to solve for the next thing that would move me in my life in the direction of thriving. And, you know, the human brain is a problem solving machine. We solve for one thing in our lives, and then we want to solve for the next thing. And my weight was a problem. I told the story back in episode 10 of how I lost 100 pounds. And you can go back and listen to that episode if you're interested. But the upshot for me was that weight loss was what I wanted to prioritize. So I did at the time, my time was freed up, my energy was freed up, and I devoted myself to weight loss. Now, I don't care what you devote yourself to. To be very, very clear, you can do anything that you want to do, right? If you're feeling better now, your time is freed up, your energy is freed up, and you want to decide toward moving, toward improving any part of your life, I have a recommendation for how you go about it. But I have zero opinion about what you do or when you do it. So... It is a foundation of my coaching practice that you get to decide what thriving looks like for you and you get to pursue that without permission and without apology. It's also a foundation of my coaching practice that welcoming your first baby is the perfect leverage point from which to improve your life in every possible way. That is exactly what I did. Nobody told me it was possible to become a working mother and have my life improve in every measurable way. But that is what happened. I had a baby. Everything fell apart for a little while. I put myself back together with my schedule. I started losing weight. And since then, I have just transformed myself from the inside out. I have improved every single part of my life. That is now what I help you do through this podcast, through my coaching program, all of it. But the first thing we have to do is sort of understand that it's possible to do that and understand that having a baby is the perfect time to undertake this work. Now, why do I say that? Why did this happen for me? It is because... I had a baby and my self-concept expanded and my motivation for change exploded. My interest in and capability for fixing the parts of my life that were not working, I got laser focused. I got dead serious. And I started looking for coaches who could help me. I started looking for tools that could help me. I started looking for books I could read. And that might be what's happening for you right now, right? If you're sitting at your baseline and you kind of feel like you've got ants in your pants and you're looking around and you're going, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to, that's what's happening. Your self-concept and your motivation are kind of compelling you to start to look at what you want for yourself, what you want for your life, what you want for your baby. Now, this process is not entirely comfortable. Notice how I described it as like, (laughs) it feels like you have ants in your pants. (laughs) This is not exactly happy time. (laughs) If you are in that place where you're feeling discomfort, where you're kind of motivated to change because you feel like you have ants in your pants and you're, and you're ready to make a change. I want to normalize that. That's often how these urges toward change kind of present for us. They, they, it feels like we're really, really uncomfortable. Moving toward that discomfort is frequently part of the process. 
our thriving is often on the other side of something uncomfortable, which is why we don't already have that specific type of thriving in our lives right now. That's the case for me each and every time (laughs) I decide I want something and I'm like, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable and I go do it anyway and the rewards are just huge. So I am going to offer you a framework because I want you to have a place to go with this energy, right? If this is what's coming up for you, if you, if you're like, okay, episodes, 17 episodes of the podcast, like I think I'm good. I think I've got my baseline established and I'm ready to go for the next thing. I want you to have a framework to put that in because otherwise we can kind of flail around a little bit. It's really unpleasant to flail when you, in general, but when you have a brand new baby, it's really unpleasant. So I'm going to give you a framework and And this framework is so useful because it is natural for you to want. And I'm saying that sentence with to want as a verb. And you get to decide what comes after that verb to want in your life. Whatever it is that you decide you want, I am all in for helping you get it. And coaching is the answer to how to give it to yourself. That is 100% the case for me. And I can help you do the same thing in your life. So my framework is that you approach what you want in this way. Number one Nail the four basics for a while. Get some solid practice under your belt and marshal your resources. Get your rest. Get your health straightened out. Take a pause. Catch your breath after having had a baby. Love up on your baby and yourself and enjoy all the benefits that the four basics and your baseline schedule are giving you. And promise yourself that no matter what going forward, you do not compromise on those four basics. They are nailed in to your schedule. Everything else we can add in, we can make room for it, we can make you more efficient, right? We can adjust things for you in a way to make space for what you decide that you want, but you do not move forward at the expense of your four basics. You do not move forward in a way that compromises your integrity and your wholeness and your experience of working motherhood. Whatever you do from this point forward, you do not do so at your own expense. We do not deplete ourselves. We foster our wholeness, period. Now, once we've reached that place, number two, Undertake any troubleshooting that you feel like you need. Really go back to episode 30 and focus on those list of suggestions that I gave you and reach out for me to me for coaching if you feel like troubleshooting is where you should be focusing right now. Of course, that process of focusing on troubleshooting and getting coaching around some of those issues that's going to move you toward thriving. (laughs) That's your version of the next level kind of revealing itself to you through this process. Just go with it, right? If you're a person who you listen to that episode, the last episode, episode 30, and you thought to yourself, oh, I'm actually people pleasing all the time. If we can get you to work through that people pleasing and to leave that habit 
behind you, if we can work on your mindset around that, that is you moving toward thriving. Step number three is to orient yourself toward your thriving as a working mother. What is that for you in your life right now? Where is your desire pointing you? And for some of you, that answer is going to be very clear. You know, as I talked about it, right, you're, you've had a baby and maybe your like self-concept has expanded and maybe you had not been moving forward in your career, but now you can totally see that you want a promotion or maybe you want a PhD or maybe you want a career change, or maybe you want to start your own business, right? It could be anything. It could be anything that you did not think was for you in the past, but that now you look at your new baby and you look at yourself and you're like, I'm going to go get me that, whatever it is. Now, so for some of you, the answer is going to be very clear. For those of you who don't have one clear answer, you can ask yourself a series of questions. One of them is to figure out what is uncomfortable for you right now. Is there a place that is where you are experiencing discomfort in your life? And you can think about what would be available to you if you worked through that discomfort. Maybe it's your relationship with your mother. Maybe your coming into motherhood has really brought that relationship to the forefront for you. Maybe you have a panic attack every time you look at your bank account balance (laughs) or every time the auto draft for the daycare goes out of your bank account right? Like that financial conversation might be the one that you want to be having right now. See what I mean there, where there are some ways where (laughs) something that's making us uncomfortable right now, it might be a road sign that's saying, pay attention to this. (laughs) This is where your attention belongs. This is where you need to spend some time. This is where you need to focus your efforts. Now, the next step is to, you know, you step three is to orient yourself toward thriving. Step four is to take a look at whatever you think you see when you orient yourself and really discern between the things that you genuinely want and the things that are being sold to you by society or the media. This is your judgment call. Again, I don't have any opinions about what you should or should not be doing. And I'm, I'm here for you, whatever you decide you want. But just because your best friend has something or the person you've been following on Instagram or, you know, other people in your workplace, just because they have a certain external thing, really just question that. If that's what rose up for you was something that somebody else had, just go examine that very, very closely. Is it your desire to have that or are you keeping up with the Joneses? It's just really good to have that clarity. And why do I suggest that you get that clarity? Why, why does it matter? Because your thriving is to be found in you pursuing what you genuinely want. Pursuing what other people have is not a path to thriving. It's just not. It's a path to comparison. It's a path to externalizing your validation. 
it's a path to more suffering. So I work through this with my clients, right? When, when they kind of zero in on a goal or something that they want, we work through this process, right? We make really, really sure that she wants this for her own benefit, not because she thinks it's going to impress other people or because somebody else has it. Step number five is to get really clear about one thing. This can be the hardest part for people. One thing. And I promise you that the constraint to one thing is going to serve you and help you so much. It's so much easier than trying to do sort of like multiple things at the same time. This is true for all the humans. This is not just true for working mothers. It's a concept that um, we frequently talk about in coaching. It's the concept of constraint, where you really focus your energy and your time in one direction in the interest of getting to your goal much, much faster. So it's, you know, it's not that it's not that everything else suffers while you pursue what you want. It's that you're taking care of yourself, right? You're maintaining your, your baseline, and then you're adding a focus on this one thing. My next step is to be very solid about why you want this and to really, really love your reasons. And we work on developing a long, long list of your why you want this thing and your reasons for wanting it. Um, This list becomes really important while you are pursuing what you want because it's going to be hard, right? As we talked about, there's going to be discomfort. And having this be very focused and available to you, it forms part of your kind of renewal of the moments when it's hard, right? You can kind of renew your motivation, renew your commitment, and keep going instead of, you know, kind of getting part of the way into this process and then kind of losing your losing your momentum, it really gets you where you want to be faster if we're very solid about why you want it and your reasons. And then the final step is to leave some blank space in your calendar where you can pursue this, right? If you're going for another degree or a promotion at work, or maybe you want to, you know, spend more time with your partner Whatever it is, we figure out how to make space in your calendar so that you can do those things and not compromise, as I said, on the commitments that you've made to your four basics. Now, some red flags. I already mentioned a few of these, but just to be very careful about your choice of what you want to pursue as you kind of move on to the next level here. Anything that your brain is offering you that's phrased as a should, right? And anything that you might have picked up as a suggestion from Instagram, anything that feels like you're kind of offering it to yourself as like a perfectionist fantasy. Those are places where we just want to see what's happening before you actually start to undertake any kind of, of effort. And a couple of things that I really caution against during the first year One of those is weight loss, right? One of those is having a big goal of weight loss. Now, I'm not contradicting myself. I said that I got my schedule ironed out and I did weight loss. My baby was a year old. He was at that one-year-old point before I started my weight loss project. So I actually am living proof that (laughs) weight loss after the first year 
is, you know, now if you tell me if, you know, if you're two or three months postpartum and, you know, you tell me, Hey, this is the thing that matters to me. I'm going to get on board, but we're going to ask some questions first. We're going to make sure that you really like your reasons. We're going to, we're going to inquire about what you're doing and why. Um, and for people who are looking for quick weight loss, you know, I'm not that coach. Um, but for people who really want to take it off for the last time and are, you know, willing to sort of be with themselves while we work through the emotions of the process, for sure. Absolutely. I am here for you. The other places where we want to be careful, and this is, this is really what we kind of reveal to ourselves while we're talking about your why. Are you looking for an escape hatch out of your current life? Right? Working motherhood. Are you trying to distract yourself? from your reality as a working mother. This is pretty normal. It happens a lot. Nothing is wrong with you if this is what we kind of find when we're talking through things. But we do want to just have a lot of conversation about it, really get you the coaching that you need so that you can wear your, your skin as a working mother in comfort, and then decide what you want for yourself. Because guess what? Nothing that we would we would do, right? Nothing, nothing that you would come up with as your next level is going to feel good for you if you're just trying to escape something. So we just want to be really curious about whether you're trying to create an escape hatch or a distraction for yourself. Is there something that you're avoiding? So you're wanting things like wanting um, a new career out of a distract in a way to create a distraction for yourself from working on the life that's in front of you. Another thing that we do and I certainly can talk about this for days, is get ourselves into a situation where we're just chasing like dopamine hits. (laughs) I have been there, right? We get kind of a dopamine hit from like planning something and then executing on the plan. And then we're, you know, I I get very like self-congratulatory, like, oh, I did it. And then you know, I'm looking around for the next place to create that kind of flow of dopamine hits for myself. The chasing of dopamine hits is a poor substitute for thriving. And it gets us into a cycle where we're just looking for ways to check the boxes. And we kind of are developing an addiction to doing so. And this could be in anything. I mean, this happens to people when they're trying to lose weight when they're, you know, starting a business, right? It happens all the time. It's actually very normal. So, you know, the the sort of coaching that I provide is an excellent way to kind of make sure that if that's happening, uh, that you're aware of it and we can figure out how to actually move you toward genuine thriving. I mean, and I will say this, I, I, I know this process. I've done it before. I also have gotten myself some really good results while I was chasing dopamine hits, right? It's actually not the end of the world. It's just never, uh, it's never the ultimate thing that helps us, right? Like when I think about what I want for myself, it's not ever the boxes that I've checked. It's kind of the end result, right? It's the help for my clients, or it's the connection with my family, or it's my own kind of health and well-being. And there are things that I do toward those goals, 
but the, you know, checking the boxes that I sort of set up for myself, that's not actually what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the ultimate result. So it's good to know and have some self-awareness around what it is that we're setting up ourselves for. So having said all of that, we work together to decide what you really want right now. And then we figure out how you're going to get it for yourself and the schedule that you've built up to this point And that baseline, that's where we find the time for you to pursue it. And we figure out how you're going to get it done. And we put you on a path toward accomplishing it. So, you know, some people, the, the process, it, it, they, they do say, I want a PhD. Like, okay, great, right? We work together, we figure out how to point you in that direction and we get you moving in that direction. And then the process that you go through lasts, you know, long, long beyond our coaching relationship, right? Your PhD is gonna take years. And, you know, other people, really what they want is to, you know, use their time as a new working mother to do things that are kind of shorter time frame. Again, it's completely up to you. You get to decide whatever path you want to put yourself on. We figure out how to get you where you want to go, period. Now, another thing that I do want to flag is the phenomenon that happens a lot of the time where when we talk about what does thriving look like to you right now and your answer is a complete 180 from what it would have been before you became a mother. (sighs) That happens. It is confusing as hell talk about like a self-identity crisis, (laughs) but it's actually more common than not. And it, it reveals itself to us, you know, when, when motherhood comes along and our self, our self-concept changes and our capacity for what we're capable of can changes, it just reveals to us new things that we did not have awareness of before we became a mother. That's just what happens. And, you know, more often than not, what we see is that the old way that we were moving through the world before motherhood, it really wasn't serving us. But our habits and the structure of our life kind of kept us in a pattern and then the baby comes along and all of those habits and all of the structure gets disrupted and the failures of the old way we were doing things are kind of revealed to us and again it's confusing as hell it's also not your baby's fault (laughs) it's not your fault it's not your baby's fault It's just that the timing of your baby's arrival and the upheaval have kind of put this front and center for you in a way that you can't ignore it anymore. The other times where I find that we kind of want to do a 180, it's because our life, you know, immediately prior to having a baby, our life was a strain was really us living out decisions that we had made when we were 20 or 25 and those decisions of our 20 to 25 year old self put us on a path in life that we no longer want to be on but again the habits and the structures of our life just kind of kept us treading water and kind of living out those decisions. And I've talked about this on other episodes as well. So if this sounds familiar, it's not the first time that I've brought it up, but it's very, very relevant to today's discussion. So 
when you're contemplating what's next for you, what do you want? What is the next level that you want for yourself? Your opinions now that you are a lot (laughs) smarter and you're older and you're a mother, those decisions might look completely different from anything that your 20-year-old self would have thought, right? That 20 or to 25-year-old had did not have a crystal ball, (laughs) could not have imagined what the world would look like in 2021 and just really did not have the capacity to plan a life that you want right now. That's what you're running up against. And again, it's not your baby's fault. It it can be totally confusing and it can be confusing to us. It can be confusing to the people in our lives who are like, but wait a minute, <laughs> you went to law school and right. You just are like, <laughs> it just doesn't fit anymore. It doesn't fit with who you want to be in the world. Yeah. And it's just time for a change. <sighs> Deep sigh. I know. You know what though? Having said all of that, this, like this, the next level, this is where shit gets good. I am so excited to be here for you and to help you get where you want to go. And I cannot wait to hear what you are going to bring me, right? You are going to bring me something that is going to blow my mind. It might make you want to throw up a little bit. (laughs) That's fine. That's totally normal. It is my foundational philosophy that thriving working mothers lead to thriving children and lead to a thriving world. And I am so thrilled that you have been listening to this podcast and that you have been doing the work on yourself. And I'm so excited for what lies ahead of you. And I am honored to be a part of your journey. So please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, to rate the podcast and to leave me a review. That would be huge. And let me know how I can help you. You can reach out to me through my website. You can contact me through social media. And all of those links are going to be in the show notes wherever you found this podcast. My one-on-one coaching uh, program is currently accepting new clients here in, uh, in April of 2021. This next six months, oh, you could blow your own mind time and time again with what you're capable of. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and take good care of yourself.